Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another quarantine version of Black Opinions Matter. We're still here. We're not going crazy yet. At least I don't think so. I'm Amino Hassan over there. John Gervais, Big Waz in the building, Black Trey, and Rob Lopez producing as always. Guys, uh, we'll start where we always start, I guess. Kick it off with Curb. Uh, the season finale of Curb Your Enthusiasm. Before we get into the details... How did you guys feel about this episode? It was funny. Um, kind of all over the place, but funny. Yeah. I think they tried to cram unique. it all in. Mm-hmm. But, um, I mean, you know, I I hate to see it go for, you know, go away for a little bit. But, uh, it, you know, I thought the season was overall good. Yeah. Uh, Was? So I watched this episode right after episode nine, because I hadn't yet watched episode nine in its entirety. And episode right. nine was just ridiculous. <laughs> like, it, it was so funny. Like, I was, you know, I was howling the entire time. This episode was a little bit uneven. Plus, you know, I had people on Twitter spoil the Sean Penn thing and oh, all yeah, of that. Yeah. So, you know, that kind of took the punch out of it because it was already spoiled for me. But, you know, it was building up to that that one scene where Larry's getting in the way of the fire trucks that are going to take out the fire at his own store. And that was funny. Like that was, to me, that was the crescendo of that episode. Um, But yeah, it was uneven. It wasn't as strong as this season was just incredibly strong, like better than last season. I thought they were, you know, we could see the rust a little bit last season. Whereas I think this season, you know, um, they just hit their stride with this, but I don't know if the, finale was indicative of what they what they accomplished this whole season though man yeah it's weird because i talked about this last week i said curve used to have situations that we've all been through but kind of like no one ever says anything you just kind of like go along with it but larry's the one who like says the thing that we all either were thinking about saying or wish we could say or whatever. and i thought this season the situations were just too fantastic right like just either too fantastic or too everyone would say something and you know i got that feeling in this episode but the other thing i i got to thinking about as there were more guest appearances by actors uh, playing themselves. Is it hammered home? Man, this year they probably had more 
super recognizable actors playing roles. Which to me, like when I think about Curb in his prime, it's Wanda Sykes plays Wanda Sykes. Ted Danson plays Ted Danson. You know, uh, Ricky Gervais plays Ricky Gervais. Like these people show up and then themselves. And it's like, when you show up with, even though Vince Vaughn is incredible in that role, it's like, I can't stop seeing Vince Vaughn. I don't see anyone else. You, you Vince feel like Vaughn. the celebs are distracting. Too many celebs. Uh, what? What's my man? Uh, the guy from Detroit that show on Comedy Central. Uh, he plays the the husband in the interracial marriage. And oh, um, he plays. I forget his name, man. I gotta look it up. But he I don't plays remember like his Schlepp name, but... or Splat yeah. on um, Veep. <laughs> He's he was damn good yes. on Veep too. <laughs> yeah, I mean he's a great actor. He's funny. He did a good job. But there's a part of it where I'm just I'm distracted by the number of famous people playing Sam Richardson like, is his a name. role. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Uh, so I, like that, that was just my thing. Like when I saw Sean Penn and Jonah Hill, I'm like, finally we're back to like the idea of Sean Penn being like again. The idea is that they, they play themselves, but they play like really messed up versions of themselves. So Sean Penn said, "Hey, ever since I opened this bird store, it's been so calming." And he tells the bird to shut the fuck up. Like. <laughs> Like, I miss that. Like I really miss that uh, from from this season overall. I think I like this season. I just thought you know it could have been. I don't know. It's just not quite the same. Um, I overall enjoyed it. I mean, I don't consider myself curb heads like you guys. Um, I rode around probably when I started. Uh, you know, we started discussing on the show. That's when I finally binged. So I'm new here, um, but. I like to say that it's been kind of fitting for me just because I hate TV. So mm. I think it. This nigga hate everything. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do, man. Like, I do, man. But I mean, at this point, like, like I said, it served. It served for. Like I said, you guys have been so exposed to like TV over the years. You know what I'm saying? To be like to know. I think I trust. I trust your opinion to say like, yo, that's a good show or that's a bad show, um, and. This was a good show to recommend because it's more relatable and, and than anything. But uh, it was just so many. I mean, I made tons of notes about this episode that I found pretty much funny. But then also I could see it's kind of like the whole Tame Impala thing. Like if you've been down for a long time and then they finally made an album that black people relate to. It's kind of like old school curb watchers. And then kind of wanting more or kind of wanting it how it used to be. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like I'm on the new side of the fence. So, like, right. everything is kind of, like, never bad to me versus you were like, ah, it could have been better. And I'm like, well, I thought that was great because I'm not really watching it in the the actual the actual time when season one rolled out. Like, right. when I watched season one, I was just like, damn, this shit is night and day from season 10. You know what I'm saying? Because, yeah. like, just how it was shot, you know, the direction and you know, the, the jokes and everything was just kind of crazy. Even the intro of, you know, I mean, uh, Leon and all that stuff, you know, like Vivica A. Fox and, and this things. Yeah. Now we have like HD. Everything's kind of like modern. Oh, yeah. They mean the look is actual physical. Yeah. Yeah. And then just just some of the jokes and you know what I mean? The characters switching places like obviously um, Funkhauser's daughter now yeah, so is, yeah. is yeah. now back after season nine. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you know what I mean? Like, it's just a lot of stuff that kind of flip backs and he's trying to like kind of circle back. And I think it's cool. But again, I think I value you guys opinion on this versus mine. Cause I just thought the episode was overall great, but crammed. 
Yeah. It was just so much from left to well, right. I didn't, I didn't consider the, the over, like, Jonah Hill. Um, I forgot who that shorty even was. Honestly. Mila Kunis? Lying. No. Mila Kunis? No, the, the, the Revenge uh, House. That's homegirl from Batman, right? The, I mean, the Spite House. The, the one that was going to sue him. Like, when she walked oh, into the... Oh, the oh, one yeah. that choked oh. on the... Choked yeah, on when the, she uh, walked into Latte Larry, I was like, wait, who... I forgot who this one was. Because they burned you, through so much I, plot on the show. Yeah. Yeah. And that's... I, yeah, that's the thing. That's a that's a kind of a theme of this year. It's just from episode one all the way to the finale. It's just like if they they trying to get the jokes off, and I'm like, y'all, I need to have a story and like not like crowd the story because that's what it used it used to be. There was a clear Larry wants to open a restaurant. Him and Ted Danson are getting in on opening a restaurant, and the whole season's about that. Larry wants to, uh, they're gonna bring back Seinfeld for a, a new uh, Seinfeld reunion, and then it's a whole thing like that. Larry is has a family that moved in because of Hurricane Katrina, and that's all season that. And I guess this one was about the Spike store, but there were just so many other things that it just, you know, like the yeah, it was too many spinoffs. Like the whole like the idea of like the the I thought the chick suing him was going to be the the story of the season. And it turns out no, they just want to get these Harvey Weinstein jokes off. Or real Ted quick. Dancing and um, Cheryl. Like and, there was yeah. so many little side things happening. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, but, uh, but I do have some notes. Episode, I mean, that yeah, we can kind of episode. go through. Yeah. So uh, Spike Store the, epidemic. I love the show open. Yeah. Go ahead. So the Spice Store epidemic, you know, everybody was inspired to open up this Spice show, Store. Um, you got Jonah, you got Jonah Hill, and then uh, you got what the Today Show uh, host going back and forth and getting bits from Mocha Joe and Larry. Um, he said, I, uh, "If if he apologized, would you shut down the store?" And Larry said, "If it was a deep." heartfelt apology with maybe a little tear. Oh, Larry, I'm sorry. My scones are more like muffins. It needs to include that. <laughs> and he also mentions the wobbly tables, um, which which we'll touch back on a little bit later. And then Jonah Hill, you know, is inspired by Latte Larry's and opens up, you know, his spite business, um, which showed another side, like, again, showing another side of the um the characters that they normally are like he says no need for him to act anymore you know this is now the the humans coming into to 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 his business is now his human like oscars of like you know what I mean? it's like a tiny human oscar there you oh man. um you know uh i i did laugh really loud when larry went to the doctor and he said, you got a meniscus there. I just got all I could think was a U-trait. <laughs> I mean, dude, and not, you know, a lot of people spoiled it for me because obviously I, I hadn't seen it. I just, <laughs> so people were like, I get a text from Maze like at midnight, like Larry joined the TMC. And I'm like, ah, like, great. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, let me watch it first. But uh, yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. You know what I mean? To be relatable. And it brought me to my situation in 2015 where, um, I opted out of surgery. I got a second opinion, just like yeah, him. <laughs> and uh, it was kind of funny because, like, you do get the doctors that are like really itching to cut you open, right? <laughs> thirsty, <laughs> like just thirsty. Like, yo, I'm gonna cash out on this cat. Like, he, he's gonna. <laughs> <laughs> you know. And I went to go to 
doctors at UCLA and all this stuff. And, and, uh, I go see, I get a second opinion. Cause my mom's like, yo, you're not going under the knife. Like, what are you doing? Like, what is, what is all this? What are you trying what decision? And I'm, and I'm thinking like the doctor's so adamant about, you know, taking me on, basically putting me under and, and having surgery. And then the other doctors like, nah, just go to therapy. You'll be fine. It's only a certain tear on a certain side. So I opted. And uh, I just it's didn't. It's literally the same shit. That yeah. And I literally so did like the entire summer. So like I was good and I just kind of did the crutch thing just for a little bit. Cause I just didn't want to have a gimpy ass walk. So, um, yeah, like it was just funny. And then I also was crazy in the episode. He was running. You could slightly jog with the torn meniscus. So, it was just funny because he's just old as hell and his frame is just kind of like skeletorally. Like <laughs> I don't, it just, it just makes, it just makes it so even more funny because it just took me back to that time where people were like, damn, you didn't get surgery. And I'm like, nah. Um, and then him also hearing his late mother in his head talking about getting a second opinion, like it would have haunted him. Like I thought that was hilarious. Um, but then I'm glad I actually did watch this because I normally when people are new to Curb, I always told them like, yo, you don't have to watch the other seasons. I'm glad I binged it because I would have never knew who Jody Funkhauser was. Mm. Oh, you guys can, you just, you can elaborate you on just that lost. Before, um, who that character was for people that's new here. I mean, it was just like, honestly, I don't remember anything about Funkhauser's kid. Um, what's, was that in a season? I mean, there were, yeah, he had a yeah, go ahead, Trey. So season five, uh, he had a transgender daughter. Right. Well, the daughter was a, a, a female first and okay. wanted to do sex change. Oh, so and that was the plot in season four or five. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So then the character <laughs> appeared in season nine as a guy. Okay. And came back with this humongous penis, et cetera. You know, <laughs> yeah. just, just did everything, and which is crazy because obviously when he, he's changing his shirt, you can see the cut where you know the breasts have been removed and everything. Right. And that the full transition, the full transition has been like kind of going about. But like, if you didn't watch this, then you probably would like, like you said, it, it's very flip flop. So it's forgettable characters where you're like, who is that? Why is this person returning? What is the reason of being there? So you kind of really kind of have to pay attention sometimes because if we were to actually, if someone, someone out there, a listener has the free time, I, I'm curious to know how many actual characters have transitioned on this show from season one to season 10. Uh, well, I know Sammy, uh, Sammy, uh, Jeff and, and Susie's daughter, she starts as a kid on the show. Mm-hmm. And then like this season, they were talking about, we got to get her and her boyfriend, we got to buy them a house or whatever. And she, she, I think last season she showed up and she's grown as hell, which is kind of weird. Um, but she didn't, she doesn't appear in this season, but they do mention her, uh, as a character. What was the what was the actual breaks in between seasons? Because I look at like, oh, it's long. Like, because there were some years like, where it was like characters you could even change. Like, even Richard was like black hair. Richard Lewis has aged quite a bit since the beginning of the show, for sure, bro. Like, become racist for him to age like that. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, but back to the um trans thing, I think 
that was another fake my one of my favorite things about the season is they found a way to talk about the societal stuff without knocking us over the head with it or getting too melodramatic or trying right. to prove a point of getting on a soapbox because that wouldn't be curved. But they found a way to, you know, talk about MAGA hats, to talk about consent culture, you know what I'm saying, to talk about trans issues or whatever. Like, I thought right. that was cool that they found a way to weave that stuff because it's so present in the conversation in the culture, right? Like, when you think about something like Dave and his comedy special. So it was fire that they, you know, they found ways to incorporate that throughout the season. Yeah, but it just it just felt like too crammed, you know? Yeah. It, it, it could have been know, more just, fleshed it, out, for sure. Yeah. What, or like, what was the time frame on it? Was it was it a normal duration, or did they add extra minutes on that one? On this last I really episode? did I really I did get like, caught no, up was, in the time. It was forty minutes. Yeah, it was like yeah. 40, and 45 most of minutes. The episodes been like thirty five minutes, right? Yeah. They've been long. Okay, so they add the extra five minutes possibly. Mm-hmm. So so uh uh, so so the, uh, Trey, to answer your question, season one came out December two thousand. Season two came November two thousand one. Season three came out November two thousand two. Season four March two thousand four. Right. Uh, mm. So that's the first time where it's like, oh, we took a year and a half off. Season five December two thousand five. So another year and a half. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. Season six November two thousand seven. Two years. Right. Season seven, November two thousand nine, another two years. Season eight, September two thousand eleven, another two years, or just under two years. Season nine, uh, December two thousand seventeen, which is six years. Damn, six six years and change. Holy shit. And then season so ten. So to be running twenty years, those characters make sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what no, I mean? It was like, six years from from yeah, eight to nine. Remember, it was yeah, canceled. It was like it was canceled. They're, they're done. He's done. He's like, I don't, I don't, I don't feel. Was was that the one when they went to New York or whatever? The last season they did before before they canceled or kind of canceled. Was New yes. York. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was Michael, Michael J. Fox. Fox and Michael all that. J. Fox. Yeah, yeah. Which is a great season. Great season. Oh man, the the one where they talk about uh, juicing. <laughs> he, yes. put, he puts the he puts the pill on the table, and Larry looks at him and like, "You want me to cheat? I want you to win, Larry." <laughs> <laughs> Look around, you guys. It's a wireless world, man. Nobody has wires anymore. Nobody's dangling. No one's dealing. Oh my! My earphones got tangled in my pocket. Like everyone's got wireless earphones. They're just a lot more convenient. Let's face it, and. Uh, even though they're convenient and they're very well-liked and popular, for some reason, that doesn't mean that they're any cheaper. Like, they seem to be really, really expensive. But before you go out and spend a ton of money on some wireless headphones, you need to check out the wireless earbuds from Raycon. You already know Raycon earbuds started about half the price of any other premium wireless earbud on the market. Which I love. And that they sound... There you go. And they sound just as amazing as all the other top audio brands. They done right ones. I mean, I, so, you know, I had two pairs of headphones, right? I had the big mm-hmm. joints that cover my whole ear and head um, for the gym, et cetera, et cetera. But when you're doing stuff like, I don't know, going to meet a friend for drinks or coffee or something, you don't necessarily want to walk around with them big ear, ear, ear headphones, excuse me. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then... <laughs> 
And so I would routinely switch out my, my joints with the wire and I would look like a, a broke boy, right? And then I got these Raycons and I'm like, all right, usually you're sacrificing some sort of sound quality, whether it be volume or, you know, the complexity and the texture of certain songs that you might listen to. And I threw these things on and the bass just immediately was like, Burr. I was like, all right, okay, this is this is the real deal. And again, like you mentioned, the price point, you can't, you cannot beat the Raycons. Now, this is a crazy thing, though. Like, the, you put on the Raycons, and you go out, and you could be listening to me, you use them, and they're not just sitting in your pocket. They're in your ears, you use them, you listen to music. Six hours of playtime on one charge. Uh, like, I remember uh, the day before I saw Trey, before I saw you at the Phoenix Open, I come the day before. Um, and I was with, running around with them things all day. Never had to charge them once. They didn't. They didn't. Uh, I didn't have to stop listening and put them back in their little case to charge back up. It was phenomenal. And uh, Raycon's wireless earbuds are so comfortable. They're perfect for on-the-go listening, as I said, and taking phone calls. You know, when you're on the go, you listen to music. Someone calls. You want to talk? You don't want to hear that one click. Boop, 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 boop. Yeah, man, it's so convenient. Um, unlike some of your other wireless options, Raycon earbuds are both stylish and discreet with no dangling wires or stems. You've heard us talk about how the company was co-founded by Ray J and celebrities like J.R. Smith, Cardi B, Snoop Dogg, and Brandy are obsessed with Raycons. Pick up a pair, see what the hype is all about. Now is the time to get the latest and greatest from Raycon. Get 15% off your order at buyraycon.com slash B-O-M-M. That's buyraycon.com slash B-O-M-M for 15% off Raycon wireless earbuds. That is B-U-Y-R-A-Y-C-O-N dot com slash B-O-M-M. All right, uh, we got Respect Drought. Now, Respect the Drought was more so based, obviously, Larry being a Los Angeles resident. And, you know, you go to hotels, you go anywhere in California, they're talking about saving the water, you know what I mean? Being mindful of cutting water off. And it's kind of funny that Larry's character is really anal about water usage. Like, he's, you know, he's about conserving water. But Larry's always like that, right? He's inconsistent. Yeah, Yeah, he is. He is, to be fair. Um, And then also the transition into being exposed to this this enormous penis and him sharing it with Leon and then Leon talking. You said what? No, that's the part. Because first of all, Jeff asked, did you see the balls? (laughs) (laughs) like it's just just shaft only or something but the the funny thing is like again every time you laugh at these conversations you got to remember these dudes are ad-libbing it like so so Jeff just threw that one out there like you see the balls and says, I don't know I was so caught up in the enormity of the Venus (laughs) and and the uh and they say the robe he doesn't tie the robe probably you got to you got to cinch the robe. And Jeff repeats it, cinch the robe. And Jeff does that a lot throughout the years. If you notice, when Larry makes a statement like that, he'll just repeat it very slowly, like, cinch the robe. And uh, so you can't, you can't wear underwear. It's got to be uncomfortable. <laughs> Leon said, everybody in the Big Johnson conversation. community. Everybody so then, in the Big Johnson community. So then we get to Larry explaining about this, this enormous penis. And... Leon's so relatable to it. He's just like, yeah, you know, about this. It's a big community. 
and it's ran by Horsecock Williams. <laughs> Do y'all have officers? <laughs> Fuck yeah. What's the name of the president? My man. <laughs> Horsecock Williams. And again, you got to remember, these dudes are going at the top of the head right here. He, he, like, he saw my, yeah, we have meetings. We have meetings in the house when, y'all, when you're gone. And so Jeff throws at him, do y'all have officers? And so Leon go with it. He said, yeah. He said, what, what's the name? Who's the president? And that's how you know this dude came over the top of his head with Horsecock. My man, Horsecock was crazy ass name. And then Jeff says he wants to go. Can I sit in on the meeting? Oh, I have some. And he has a tiny penis. And that he's trying to sneak in. He was like, yo, if they get, if he's like, what if you get caught? That's a recurring theme on the curb, though, like um, penis size and and pe- like they they go back to that well a lot. Like if you remember when Larry, I, I can't remember what season it was when he was remember like, it was a kid. You talking about the kid? No, I'm talking about uh, small penis versus big v- vagina. Oh, <laughs> it was yeah. like they, that was like a running theme gag or whatever. When Larry was like, all these women saying these dudes have small penises. Well, maybe it's that they have big vaginas. Um. So you know, <laughs> Larry. You, you don't remember the one. The one. The worst one was the kid, because he was like they were at the pool or whatever, and the kid was changing. It's like a seven year old or something yes, like that. Yes, yes, yes. And, and Larry thinks it's appropriate to go to the parents and be like, "Well, you know, your son. Congratulations." <laughs> <laughs> so, so sick. Such a weirdo. Man. Yeah, he is. He's, he is like he does not help with his situation. Oh man. Uh, Insert character Alice. So this is where Waz is confused about this character. Where does she come from? She had been previously uh, in the season. I she remember was, when uh, they did the flashback, but like at first I was like, "Who is this?" I forgot about you. And now I, I'll be Alice, honest. I thought she died. I was like, I "Is this her too. twin?" Is well, she, I mean, we we all gave her a send off. Yeah. Um, but apparently, the scone, the dry scone, caused memory loss. <laughs> and, and that was funny. And now, you know, Larry realizes who it is and he thinks he's he's seen a ghost, but she doesn't remember who he is. And he comes up with the name Buck because he Buck. watches a lot of Western movies. How'd you get the name? How'd you get Buck from Larry? I like Westerns. What's your favorite? Uh, Blue Skies Over the Canyon. Again, like th- this is all them because the, uh, the other person put them on the spot. So then they got to come up with shit right there on the spot. It's just great improv going on right there. Man. By the way, also, also, Leon, as he's taking uh, Funkhauser to the back to, like, show him the stock area and stuff, he says, I don't know if y'all caught this, he says, I told Larry, we got to put up some signs, no lamping. <laughs> no lamping. <laughs> Which is such an old school, old head term. Lamping. <laughs> it's a very, like, 1991 term. Yeah, I haven't heard lamping in hella long. Um, so then we have Terry and Will and Terry and Will are the interracial, uh, couple. That was that, that's a classic curb scene right there. Yeah. Um, because, because Larry just won't let it go, man. Yeah. He wouldn't let it go. And it's like the kind of conversation that nobody ever really has. And Larry wants to actually interrogate it, right? Like that's that's classic for this show. 
<laughs> He's like, well, I mean, hey, I'm actually curious to know what would you if you were having a baby with a white woman, what would you prefer your baby? I would to prefer come? my baby be more Barack Obama than Blake Griffin. Is really? oh, okay. Wow. Okay. <laughs> That's what I, wow. Yeah, that was not where you, I thought you were going. Wow. Wow. Was was just wow. completely eliminated any other kind of like <laughs> I'm just saying I'm, I'm rather a Barry than a Blake. Skin of pants matter. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm, like I thought he was gonna say I'd rather my child be Barack over like being like the weekend or like some Is color like that. No, he's not, but oh, I'm just okay. going like that skin tone. Oh, okay. my skin tone. <laughs> I'm just saying it could go either way, like like think about a Josh Boone. You know what I'm saying? Oh like it could oh, go <laughs> it could go in so many because, directions. Because man. here's the like Larry asks him, would you want the baby to be darker or lighter? Basically, more like you or more like her? Yeah. So I guess so. Uh, <laughs> Trey, what's your answer? I'm going with dark. <laughs> so who's, who's asking? Hey, who's asking the question? Mocha, right down the middle. 50, 50. <laughs> <laughs> that was a hey, that was a great save for him too, though, because. Yeah. <laughs> This boy was taking an awkward turn, and then he put the mocha in it, and then the dude was like, "All right, yeah, yeah, yeah." yeah. Did, added the gun to the head, and it and made her even like get involved. So it was like perfect. Well, she didn't want to. She didn't want to do it. Jerv, what do what'd you? Jerv already light skin, so like. <laughs> Jerv, what would you want? I mean, naturally, I would want. I, I would probably want light. You know what I mean? It, make, it would make sense for me. Single one, Jerv. Easy oh, for Jerv. Jerv, is your is your wife is she is she light skinned too? Yeah, she's she's like either right my complexion or either if I'm like a four uh, crayon, she's either a four point five or a three point five. We argue about. Oh, so Haven didn't get no choice. Oh no, Haven was she, de- destined to be light skinned. Hold on, you can't say she either if you're a four, she's either a four point five or three point five. Is she lighter or darker than you? I mean, if you ask me, I'm darker than her. If she, if you ask her, she says she's darker than me. Oh, y'all playing so, one of those games? Y'all claiming crown games? <laughs> hey, hey, bro, listen. I, I, I mean, I think she's 100 percent wrong. I think I'm darker than her. I think it's clearly obvious. But you know, who, who am I to tell her that she doesn't? She's not entitled to her own opinion. So that's why I give her 3.5 or 4.5. I would give her 3.5 though. Okay. All right. So, all right. But if if she were white. Would you want your baby to look, I guess, more like you or more towards the like the lighter spectrum? I guess would you like want me. to be more Jamal Murray or more like uh, <laughs> Clay Thompson? Minus the pubes. <laughs> oh, man. I, I, I'll go with Jamal. I'll go with Jamal. Yeah, I, I, yeah Jamal Murray's cool. Not Clay. I love that we're just naming by the Like, do you want a Derek Jeter or do you want a Mariah <laughs> oh, Carey? Man, Which one are we doing? That would be it. Derek Jeter would be awful, man. Like, do you want that the weird Austin Rivers? <laughs> Just the Austin Rivers. I like. I think. I think for me, like, I, I would definitely want my children to be darker. My main thing is, I don't want my children to be able to sunburn or blush. Mm. Like, those are two things we're not trying to have. I'm being said blush, bro. Yeah, I don't even know what sunburn is. For real? Yeah, man. They, not like, believe it or not, I don't really get sunburned. Don't get I'm sunburn. impressed. I'm in, I'm impressed, Jer. A lot of light yeah. skin people can't say the same thing. I don't do sunblock. I don't do any of that. No, me, me neither. But like, I'm not light skin, so I don't know. <laughs> I was gonna say a mean nigga. You can't apply to that. No, nah, I, um, I never. Yeah, I never been sunburned right. in my life. Transitioning to Larry's hypotheticals. 
He's just bad all over, bro. He comes oh, with man. the hypo- hypotheticals yeah. ever. Aggressive. Aggressive, though. That's the Pregnant lady not- scared. What did he say? Oh, he's yeah, talking yeah. about uh, abortion clinics. He said he uh, was with a girl. And <laughs> he, woke, he woke up at the abortion <laughs> Oh, my God, Larry. You're out of your mind. <laughs> abortion clinic and then induced labor scares. Like, Betty how, yeah, how do you induce labor? They scare you. <laughs> oh man, it's it's a good question though. I've, I've I've often wondered how like how do they do the process? I mean, it's it's up there with uh, asking people how do why do people in wheelchairs sneakers always are dirty? <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But uh, moving. <laughs> Uh, the ambulance. Yeah, like I said, that was my favorite part of the episode because, like, it was just like you know that ultimate moment where you're like, oh, okay, this is this is where this comes into play. And Larry's like, he's not even just not getting in it, like not getting out the way. He's actively Swerving. getting into their way. <laughs> Swerving. But <laughs> oh, see, I, that's, that's that's one of the ones I thought it was just too kind of. Like first of all, it was predictable as hell. As soon as I knew, as soon as he was like guilting uh, the ambulance guys for turning on the siren just because they need to get somewhere, was it was like all right, that means his shit is gonna burn down. I just knew instantly his shit's gonna burn down. Then the other part of it that I was kind of a little bit annoyed at was like, like in the past with Curb, they wouldn't just out and admit it. They would have some sort of kind of explanation that Larry would not quite buy and then it would like come out later that yes, they were actually like Larry was right all along and to, to be suspicious of them as opposed to them just saying, yeah, we just want a coffee. Like sometimes you gotta, you know, turn, I'm just like, no, don't come out with it like that. Don't be blatant with it. You know, like take us there. But again, I, I understand when you got like 600 different storylines going, that might be a little hard to do. Yeah. And I think that's where the celebrity thing comes into. I mean, um, where, like, Larry has kind of got the approval rating of, like, a demigod at this point. And it's kind of across the board, right? Like, fans like us, his peers in, in, in that community all adore the guy. So I would imagine so many people want to be on the show. And it's kind of like, if Sean Penn is telling you he'll, he'll come work on the show with you, like, I, I imagine it's hard for them to tell, like, these celebrities and these stars like Jonah Hill, like, these movie stars not to come on the show, right? And so they making they're making room for these dudes at the expense of other things, you know? If you're listening to this podcast right now, I want you to take a second and look down. That's right. <laughs> look down at them, them things. <laughs> when was the last time you shaved your junk? It's been a while. Don't lie. Let's take a second to thank our sponsor, Manscaped, for holding you accountable to get rid of the funk and shave your junk. I mean, Manscaped is forever changing the grooming game with this perfect package 3.0 essentials kit. Um, I just got mine in the mail. I mean, um, obviously, yeah. the, the first two have been... A godsend, don't get it twisted, but I'm really, really into 3.0, man. Um, it's just the perfect tool for the family jewels. 3.0 is amazing. I, I, I never I never had the first two. 3.0 is the first one I had, and I literally, I'm lazy. I, it's been in the box, but two days ago, I said, you know what? 
I'm looking like Jamal Murray down there. I gotta clean this thing up. Yeah, and and I think what you what you're seeing with 3.0 is just like the added improvements, right? Like we've got the improved lawnmower on the 3.0. It's waterproof. It's cordless. Okay, which makes it it makes your range of movement and where you can go ahead and groom yourself. It gives you so much more versatility with that. Um, and and I just think. It also comes with this like special liquid that you use to sort of soothe the area and make it a smooth transition. I mean, like I, I, I'm just loving it. I can't lie. My lady is loving Dude, it too. It's got a little headlight on it. I, that was the that was the first thing I noticed when I turned it on. It's literally got a headlight so that I can kind of see where I'm cutting and what I'm doing down there because you know sometimes the lighting ain't great. You're trying, you're struggling, especially you know a lot of times. I don't know if you guys have this problem where uh, I'm in, like, I usually do it in the shower, but the light is overhead. So every right. time I'm cutting, when you get down shadows, there, there's no light. Yep. Mm-hmm. My shadow's in the way, because my head, like, um, the light is above my head. So every time I try to, like, to lean back, it does, it's hard. So with that little flashlight, like, that's at the head right there of the clipper, I see everything. Yeah, and this third-generation trimmer is at the cutting edge, right? Like, it's got a ceramic br- blade that prevents manscaping accidents you don't want to get nicked down there on the like especially like your balls you do not want to do that guys and this new technology allows for that to hardly ever be the case right which is you know that's important millions of balls are about to be nick free thanks to manscapes advanced skin safe technology and of course let's not forget about the crop preserver and anti-chafing all deodorant and moisturizer i cannot stress to you enough how important this is you will stay fresh throughout the day i know it's about to be spring in certain areas of the country you know here in southern california is generally warm anyway so you need this 24 7 365 but for those of you the winter months about to be over um i know we're in the quarantine right now but as soon as you go outside it's gonna be hot you're gonna need that deodorant that ball deodorant man i'm telling you Subscribers get a new replacement blade refill for your lawnmower trimmer delivered to your door every three months, making sure your trimmer always stays fresh and clean. For a limited time, subscribers get not one, but two free gifts. The Shed Travel Bag, $39 value added, that's big y'all, and the patented high-performance anti-chafing manscaped boxer briefs. This is the perfect package for your package. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code BOM. That's B-O-M at manscaped.com. Do yourself a favor and always use the right tools for the job. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code Bomb, that's B-O-M at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code BOMB, B-O-M. Your partner, your body, and your balls will thank you. All right, so yesterday, you know, we're taping this on a Monday. Um, my editor at The Athletic, my man Khalid, actually tagged me on one of these, you know, these Twitter threads where the 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 seg- the, the, the subject was for you to name your four or five most influential artists in your own life, right? And I thought that would be cool for us to do a roundtable here on Bomb because I feel like the four of us have such diverse musical tastes. Like, there's overlap, obviously, right, um, with with a lot of us. But we have different tastes. So I thought it would be cool for us to just sort of do a round robin and, and talk about different artists that have been influential to us and why. And I think for me, influential just means like, what did I spend the most time listening to? Right. Um, uh, well, let me throw on something else on top of that, which is uh, uh, Kwame, the 
the the man who is known for the polka dots from the Biggie verse a long great time ago. Great rap producer and writer. Great producer, producer, writer, platinum many many times over. Uh, he had an idea on Instagram of having an Instagram live concert where he would get all the legends in there and they would each all do one song, right? So LL Cool J, one song, Rock Him, one song, Queen Latifah, one song, et cetera, et cetera. And so I thought it would be interesting if we combine those two things, the four or five, you know, artists that are, you are influenced by. And then if you had to pick one song for each of those people to perform for you on Instagram live while we're all quarantined. I'll set it off because I know this first rapper's absolutely on me, Amin, and Jerv's list. I'm not sure if it's going to be on um, on on uh, Trey's list, but obviously it's Hove, right? Um, and it goes without saying. Like, for me, I saw the came of age as like a mini little rap dork, you know, around the time that Hove got popping, right? Like 1998, where he became like sort of the undisputed champion of the rap game in New York, especially, right? Um, I, I can't speak to the rest of the country. I'm sure like regionally people had other feelings in 1998, especially, but in New York, when volume two came out, when he had the lead single on the Rough Riders compilation album with um, Jigga, What's My Name? Um, you know, Flex dropping 20,000 bombs on his joint. That's kind of when I kind of became, like I said, like caring about lyrics and flows and cadences and all of this stuff. And Hove was the most popular. So he kind of informed my rap dorkness, right? Um, and to where, like, that's how I judge any MC and, his, and what he brings to the table. It's like, for me, it's like Hove with the, just the braggadocious nature. Like everything is like, I'm better than you. I'm better than this. You'll never touch me. I can't be fucked with. I'm the most cold-blooded. Like, to me, that's just the definition of an MC, right? And then, of course, you just get to the actual, his actual skill level, which is just unmatched, rarely, in the history of the game, right? When you talk about his flow, his breath control, like, just ridiculously good. So, of course, it's Hove um, for, for my number one. And... um if I wanted to see him do one song tonight, I'd probably want to see him do You Don't Know, probably. Because I just like, mm. I just think that's a big sound and live that's always going to sound amazing. So I'd probably go with You Don't Know. Mm. Trey, I was going to say, you, you've talked about Hope basically raised you, <laughs> right? Yeah, but I mean, to yeah. an extent, I feel like um, he came late, like roughly like when I was 16 or so. Um, just to, for me to understand the lyrics, but like it was, Jay-Z was one of those artists for me that was just kind of like relatable with me and my best friend Donald at the time. So like during that time, like he was talking that fresh shit, but like it was a lot of shit going on. But, um, yeah, my, I think my, my four artists and just even the person that I would even want to see perform live is just kind of like way out the box. And I feel like Maybe maybe my options are 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 too too hipster or whatnot. Um, but it's people that I probably fire no up such every now and then. Like you said, what? No such thing as too hipster. Your list. Well, I'm just saying. I'm just saying to an extent of like these wouldn't be probably wouldn't crack y'all top four. But these are the albums that I like constantly play because they put me in such a good mood. Now I love Jay Z. Like Jay, if I if I was to like say, damn, I love like if any rapper Jay Z would definitely be in there. But like he does, I don't 
I don't have the urge to turn on Jay Z. And I've always been like a a very bad rap listener as far as learning lyrics. Like if I had to, if I got a gun put to my head, and I had to like recite without oh. messing up rap lyrics, I would oh. probably fuck it up. You're not Rita Wilson. You're not out here like. Uh. Yo, yeah, I'm, I'm just crazy, fam. Yeah. yeah, I'm just, I'm just like not that nice with that shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we could do karaoke, and I'll be kind of fire for ninety percent, and then I'll probably ad lib. Um, but as far as like was saying, like Instagram Live, probably Khalees. Um Because hmm. during that time, like, is I she, really is she, is she influential for you though? Yeah, cause she what? she she's up there with Missy with me because it was just a weird sound. Um, Kaleidoscope is like one of my favorite albums, um, and she had this track called "Get Along with You." Like, obviously, it's never in a karaoke book. I would definitely fucking right. fire that up. Um, <laughs> and the Neptunes, pretty much, obviously, you know, she, we had Naomi on not too long ago about how the Neptunes robbed her, pretty much, or gave her this janky ass deal, but they gave her so many free beats. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, and this I, is that's, prime Neptunes. That's what I wanted to ask you, Trey. Oh, you said Kalisa, and you said, oh, you know, uh, that album was one of your favorites. I'm like, is is Kalise the influential part, or is Neptunes? Because I know you like— It was Kalise, like though. Honestly, no, no. Kalise is like—she has a special place in my heart. Like, not body type, not, like, looks, not, like, the accent or anything of that nature. She just was just, like, kind of, like, three tiers below Missy, but, like, kept it going for me. You know what okay. I'm saying? Just because I was just going through a weird phase, probably like between 17 and 19. And dragons like, on your shirts? Dr- dragons on my shirt, skateboarding <laughs> and shit like that. Um, but definitely, I, I definitely expected Waz to add his three more, which he probably can double back on. But um, my four what? artists of all time. Okay. Why I listen to him all the time. Toroi Ma, Anything in Return is like an album that I refer to anyone that I even, that I've never met. Um, that album just puts me in just a happy who, place. Did you say the who? artist again? Trey, who'd you, who'd you say? Toro I've never heard of this artist. It's, electro- it's electronic. Okay. Okay. Right? Um, and then NERD in search of. Yeah. I mean, I have that. I have the brain logo tattooed on me. So that like that means a special, uh, you know, and I got like a boss know of, you know, what led to that also. Hey, um, Tame Impala, Inner Speaker. Um, which I use in Curbs reference of like I'm kind of the the Tame Impala fan that's kind of like sticking my nose up at the new black people coming around listening to Currents, and you know because obviously Rihanna made that song hot on some whole shit like oh y'all made it a hot song I mean y'all made a hot line I made a hot song Bro, type they were shit. still touring that record and playing it every night like on their tour and when she um basically covered it on anti and then it just kind of became her song now it's yeah it became her song after that it's because crazy. like everybody was like oh black people and then you actually hear a cover and you're like oh they're doing rihanna's song and it's like nah that's tame like you know what i'm saying <laughs> um and then asap rocky kind of hopped on a bunch of that shit like later on down the line um and lastly tyler the creator's flower boy like that was a big album for me just because Sorry, i would have swore you would have wayne up there I like no, but I like Wayne, but I can't consume those like heavily. Like my whole thing is, it's like again, I like rap, I love rap, but I just I don't go to that. I don't go to that point at this point in my life right now. Like you know what I'm saying? Like so, in the past four or five years, it's been kind of very heavy alternative um, 
R&B or then kind of like because Tyler's really not even a rapper. And like he even said it like, yo, I shouldn't even won like a Grammy for whatever category he won because he was like, I don't really fit in a box. And none of these artists really fit in a box. They just make music. They're artists. Um, and I'm pretty sure the listeners are like, get the fuck out of here with that bullshit, which is great because I need my New Yorkers to, you know, bring me back because obviously I, I you know what I mean? Like I like Noriega. I like random ass motherfuckers, but <laughs> I so also weird. need, I need an elder statesman, like a mean to remind me of a 50 cent or sure. remind me of, um, Mob Deep right. or things like, like I said, there's artists that I've enjoyed, but these are the particular artists that I'm like, if y'all kicking it with me, I'm going to put this on. And then you might slyly take the ox from me. Like, bro, what the fuck is this? <laughs> So, yeah, my, I mean, you know, naturally what Y said, Big Homie is definitely in my four. It would be big. Um, Michael Jackson. And um, I struggled. I was thinking about Dude with the Red Hat because a lot of his early shit was, 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 was like, you know, important see, to me. See, Kanye's on my list, 100%. Yeah, it's just this, the new shit's kind of not making me want to put him up there. But it's it's between dude with the red hat and then the locks. Mm. Just because the the mm. locks were on my. Now, uh, what album would you would you have for the song? red hat? What song? Not even our song. song. For, song. For, for, for for the red hat? Yeah. Yeah. Um, what's the track he had with uh, Runaway? Mm. With, uh, we'll Runaway push, with we'll Ross. No, I mean, yeah, we'll push. I'm excuse me, we'll push. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a bossa nova, but um, I, yeah, that that song's pretty. That would be the song for me for him. But like, if I had to pick one cat to to do IG live, I mean, naturally I'm picking Hove. I've been to all everything Hove does, so I would I would love to see Hove do encore on um mm-hmm. on, on IG live just because I can I can envision the mentions and everybody just like put typing Hover, 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 like when it comes to that part, I was at the, the you know what I mean? I've seen it live. I've seen him go off the stage. I've seen the crowd call for him to come back on. So it would definitely be encore if I had to watch him do something on uh, IG Live, if he could do one song. Uh, Waz, you want to finish out your, your list? Yeah, um, obviously Kanye's on there. Um, you know, just from basically from when he started doing the mixtapes to you know, he finally got a verse on Blueprint 2 to, you know, college dropout, the bootleg version, which I had. Um, I was listening to ridiculously until the the actual album dropped. Up until basically um, whatever happened after the Pablo album. Like, I was, you know, super, like, always hyped whenever he announced that he was coming out with something and immediately going to listen, going to, listen to it and devour it. Um, as soon as as soon as it dropped, right? Like that's I, like if I, if I could do a tally, if I had a running tally somehow mathematically, it is music that I listen to the most hours spent. Man, it'd be t- it'd be literally him and Hope, right? Um, so Kanye's got to be up there. If he got up on IG Live tomorrow, I probably want to see him. I'd want to see him do one of his big stadium type of records, right? Like I probably want to hear We Major or All of the Lights, or something like that. Like, I'd want to see him do his bigger, more, you know, crazy records. Um, Obviously, I'm not going to be surprised to know Drake is on my list. Um, You know, basically from 2009 to now is, is more than 10 years of dominance. I think 
the dude's career basically informs everything that's happening right now in, in rap music or even pop music specifically, right? Like, and that's from the Gunners and the Babies to even a Roddy Rich, where it's like, you know, the shit that the sh- the shit that's making him successful right now is because of the influence that Drake has had on the listening public, right? Like, so, you know, I just think Drake is so influential on modern pop music right now. So it would be impossible for me to not have him on my list. If Drake did one record, man, I that's that's almost impossible. I'd probably want to... Mm, Probably just like one dance or something, something, something like that. Something, something ethnic. You know what I'm saying? Passion fruit would be wouldn't, up there. Wouldn't, but wouldn't you guys? I think if it's an IG live performance of one song, wouldn't it be a B side that you would never see? Um, but I don't. Eh, I, you know, what's so funny. I don't get hyped when people perform their B sides like that because generally, when you're watching it with an audience, like people don't know it. <laughs> so it takes the like but that's that's why he's saying that IG live yeah I guess that's that would more lend to <laughs> it mm, if, 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 if it's like okay. even for you to even be locked in for somebody's IG live you have okay, to be a if we, crazy um, fan of them so we, I feel like you're gonna bang a with that side, then I probably wanna hear draft day I'd wanna hear draft day as a b-side and my last on my list is two people it's Kim and it's Foxy um because wow. when when they when, when those two women were popping like I was quote unquote just becoming a man and like <laughs> and and those two women were so influential just the crazy shit that they would say because it's like you know in hip hop you're used to dudes sort of talking about women in a certain way but they just flipped that dynamic and turned it on its head the both of them and I know people like oh they didn't write the rhymes and whatever they still had to they still had to perform it and personify what those rhymes were saying and I think they did an incredible job of doing that. You know what I'm saying? And if it's little Kim, I mean, probably queen bitch, right? Um, Foxy, I'll probably go with Oh Yeah. Because I feel like that's when she was in her best bag when she was doing like dance hall type of shit. So I'll probably yeah. go with Oh Yeah. That's my list. Wow. Uh, let's see. I think my list is a lot different than y'all's, to be honest. Because uh, I was just thinking like dead or alive kind of stuff. So I had... Um, I have Michael Jackson. Of course. Um, I had, uh, you know, I mean, like Michael Jackson, just like, if there's like a catalog of music that you take one artist, the dude had just so much stuff from when he was like six to 60 or whatever. And so that, there's a lot of music in there. And, and it's kind of different parts of my life. I remember those songs being influential or whatever, uh, just in terms of like what, what, what is music? You know, almost like to, it's almost the definition of music to me is Michael Jackson music. Um, if I had to pick one Michael Jackson song, man, that's tough. I think I would go with, uh, man, I think I would go with Blame It on the Boogie. I'm just thinking about it, like, and when I, the reason I picked that, it's not my favorite song, but it's just, I'm thinking if I'm on IG Live, like we were when D-Nice was spinning. And there's just a point where he's playing songs and you dancing by yourself in your bedroom. And I'm like, that's a song that like, I want to dance to while it's spinning on IG Live, man. Uh, so that would be my Michael Jackson one. My second one is Phil Collins. Dude, once again, wow. like, that dude's catalog. Wow. Is, that dude's catalog is amazing. Like, like it, it runs so deep and it's been sampled so many times and, and definitely gets people uh, singing along and stuff. And, 
I guess my IG live pick for that would be um, uh, oh, in the air tonight, obviously, because everyone could do the drum solo. Do 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 do. Uh, mm-hmm. Then my mm-hmm. third, yeah, yeah, you know it. Uh, the third, <laughs> I would go with. I gotta go with big man. Like y'all, mm-hmm. y'all are wild. I'm like you guys. Everyone just kind of looking over big. It's oh my tough. god! I'm I'm looking over two give my credit, bro. I, mean, I had big, I had big on my list, bro. I had big on my list. Don't do me like that. Did you? Yes, I had big. What song? Old. What song? What's no, no? I thought you said big homie. I thought you were talking about. Oh, and I said I had big homie. I had big. I had Mike Jack, and then I either had the dude in the red hat or the. What Lockers. was your What was your big track? What was your big track? Um, it would probably be um unbelievable. Mm. Or mm. yeah. It's a good pick. I'm I'm going with. I know it's not his track, but fucking, I want to hear him perform it. Victory. Nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's that's one I'm looking for. So, and then my fourth, my fourth, I'm going to throw a real monkey. I I thought we we're gonna get five, and so I was gonna have Dr. Dre as one of them because, why? Again, like. His catalog is so deep, even though it's not really him performing. I was kind of cheating with that one. But since I can only have four, so we'll be going with four. I'm going with Sam Cooke, man. I love me some Sam Cooke. I'm going to fuck how old that shit is. But that dude, every song he has is incredible. One of my favorite albums of all time is uh, him live at the, I think, live at the Cotton Club in Harlem. And uh, it's if you watch the movie Ali, the opening scene is someone doing a cover of Sam Cooke doing that album live. Uh, and it's the song, bring it on home to me. Uh, the dude who does the cover does a, like an okay job, but it's nowhere near as good as the actual original. Um, and that that's absolutely, man, that's you listen to it. And it's, it's funny because it sounds like he's playing in a small venue. You can tell by the acoustics, that it's sweaty and it's hot and the walls are right there and everybody just hanging on every word. That's my that's my fourth right there. Sorry, Dre. All right, that's it. That's the, that's our show for this week, y'all. Um, I would love for people to reach out to us and give us their four or five most influential and why. Um, of course, check us out or check out all our other Counter Ding shows, Woke Bros, The Mailbag on Fridays, um, Pack Your Knives. Make sure you become a patron on patreon.com backslash count the dings. Um, Amin, do you have anything else for the people? Cinephobe, cinephobe, cinephobe. yes. We've been going crazy, like, during quarantine. We're doing two-a-days and stuff, so we've got, like, a bunch of episodes that are about to drop uh, in the next few weeks that are already recorded and ready to go. The quarantine won't slow us down. It'll only speed us up. Oh, and also, lastly, um, Jade started up this Count the Dings After Dark series where we just get on the live, um, get on, go on YouTube live and just and sort of just freestyle and, you know, have a good have a good time, take listener questions. Everybody's home. Nobody's got anything to do, um, specifically those of us who are like me and don't have children. So, um, yeah, man, check us out on live on YouTube for the patrons, man. Um, again, become a Patreon at patreon.com backslash count the things. Uh, check us out next week. We out.